Alrighty. Thank you for choosing the CNC replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noelle. I'm Corey. And we're and I'm still we're all back oh, together. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm a bubby or a babe. I'm gonna be totally honest <laughs> with you. I've been thinking about it all week. And well, uh, according to Delaney's rules, um, I played outfield, so that automatically makes me a babe. Okay. Like, uh, under, yep, that's un- true. Under like strict circumstances, I guess I could, uh, I guess I could reclassify as a bubby. But like that's okay. also like, like we have to correct the verbiage because it's not like I'm being demoted to being a bubby, but it's just a reclassification. So Re- yes, absolutely. I was understanding. Can someone explain to me one more yes. time. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. You know, can someone explain to me again just just like the like core of the babe and the bubby? I honestly I think it's like it, it's just like, it's like a vibe. you know you know. Like yeah, it's the yeah, vibe. It's the, kind of vibes. It's yeah, kind of man. vibes. There are like certain things. Like I think the more like clutch players are babes mm-hmm. typically. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I think a lot of it's just vibes. And okay. I'm here for that. Yeah. Hey, Delaney, make a thread of Bubbies and Babies for the CNC replay. That'd be awesome. <laughs> for the three of us, categorizing us. For the three us. of us. That'd be Perfect. Good. <laughs> we, could, we could provide uh, uh, pictures or, or of our best angles. And, oh, uh, yeah. But she again, follows Cor- Corey and I on, on Twitter, so she already has part of our personalities. Right. And I'm MIA, so. You are MIA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, who is Twitterless? Um, Twitterless. That should be your tag. <laughs> Twitterless. If, if 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 or when you get a Twitter, it should be Chris, who is Twitterless. Twitterless. I think. So it would play off of Corey's Instagram handle. Catch me on the that gram. Is, that is a good one. Corey, who is Instagramless? Yes, that's real. Um, but yeah, I feel like so, we should probably acknowledge that we've all had a rough week. Oh yeah. yeah. The three of us collectively and separately have had just not phenomenal weeks. And if our energy is low or we're a little bit slower on the uptake, that is why we've all been working mentally to get ourselves back together. Mm-hmm. And I also, didn't, I also didn't eat dinner before this podcast, so I'm, I'm hungry. But, you might be a uh, little hangry. I might be a little hangry. No, no uh, Verlander or Alavila rants uh, okay, today. Thank you for that. Um, because then I, I might say a few choice words because I'm, I would be hangry on top of all of that. However, yeah. um, this podcast is about sports, uh, specifically for the Detroit area sports. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about somewhat related to the Detroit area sports. Um, the Lions. Crickets. That's. I mean, that's just the nature of the off season. I mean, mm-hmm. they just finished with OTAs, getting into uh, the you know training camp. It's coming up soon. I think mid July is when most training camps open. Um, so you'll probably see a lot more stuff happen and hit then. Um, yeah, Lions Chris, have been doing mini camps, but like, yeah, nothing worth reporting. Correct. Other than, like, the one thing I heard was that we need to shift our attention from what we're used to with Stafford to what the reality of Jared Goff is going to be, and I'm not excited about that shit. That's, that, is, that, is a, that is a given. But, hey, honest, so I'll, I'll, I will say this. I don't play Madden very often, but when I do, short passes all the time. And 
for the most part, I'm pretty successful with that. I develop the run game, get the short passes, you know, the quick, like, one to two read short passes. If that guy's not open, you don't pass to him. You go to the other guy immediately, and the first guy's open, boom. Just do it. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, Madden is exactly how the NFL works. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Also, something that people don't think about is Jared Goff is coming from Brandon Cook's Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, which I don't know if you know anybody can. If you guys, if you guys look up those three, at the, I think that was two years ago when they had Brandon Cooks. I forget who their slot guy was last year, but holy cow, are they phenomenal! They're all super underrated, but they're like top notch wide receivers. And he, I can't even tell you. We picked up so many, and I, I could, I could barely, I, I don't even know if I could actually tell you like one Lions wide receiver who's like notable. We've we've said this from I think the yeah. beginning of the podcast. I still can't name you a Lions wide receiver. Which, nope. Chris, you were talking because we we talked a little bit before we get recording. Um, yeah. So we us- we usually cry before. Um, we have a little huddle, little sesh, yeah. little little, little sesh, little outlet. Just, we just let it all out. Uh, Chris is very excited for fantasy football coming up, and we will prob- we will probably do something special with fantasy football when it's yes. closer. But it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to do that before training camp because guys get hurt, people get cut. So why why even waste your time? However, um, lots of people. I'm hearing some murmurs. You know, maybe the Lions aren't going to be very good, but the the thing and person they are very high on is our good old pal. The Hawk. Yes, sir. E.J. Hawkinson, who's probably the only notable (laughs) receiver on the roster, and he's our tight end. Um, But, hey, I'm excited. I like tight ends. I am too. So that's cool. I was reading some rankings today, and a a rough estimate, they have him about number five, and he's coming in behind, uh, not Darren Waller, Darren oh my Waller gosh! Should I'm, be the number one tight end. Darren Waller. It's Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and then there was one more. Oh, excuse. Apologies. Travis Kelsey should be number one. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we got T.J. Hawkinson, and I think that's a fair ranking. I really do. He's very solid, and mo- especially for a fantasy football, he gets the targets, he gets the touchdowns, he's consistent. He he's not going to give you some blowout Darren Waller numbers, but he's going to give you a solid performance every single time, and. That is perfect, and that's why I think it's a perfect ranking for him. Um, where, where does Tim Tebow lie on the list of uh, tight ends? Tim Tebow, once it's announced, uh, they're probably going to make a position higher than one. They're probably gonna, it's probably going to be A1, and uh, that's what it's going to be, the Tim, the Tim Tebow A1, A1 ranking. That's what, that's what I like to see. Trade everything for the number one overall pick and draft Tim Tebow. If not, I, you're dumb. But I will. I'll do it. Yep. There you go. Who's gonna stop me? So yeah, uh, that's the news. On the, <laughs> that's the news on the NFL front. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, your boy to watch. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, excited to finally report on some Lions news um, mm-hmm. relatively soon. Uh, let's. NBA. Yeah, that's that's it. Wait, NBA. this reminds me, Corey. You need to help me find a Panay Sewell jersey. Oh well, you're gonna. I mean. You're gonna have to pay full NFL shop price. Oh, okay. He hasn't played a game yet, dude. So he's gonna gonna be. No, no, no. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's not like he's an older player where you can find stuff in random shops. Are you doubting Corey's ability? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm no. Kidding. He's right. I'm doubting You're right. the reality that you've placed yourself in that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. Oh well. That's fair. Well, I'm glad I the I'm glad you brought up Penny Sula because everything that I've seen, he's really embraced yeah. Lions culture, if Lions culture even exists. But he's like I think he's they're trying. They're trying. They're building it. It like it at least he's like I don't know if that's genuine, but he's at least faking that he is absolutely loving to be in Detroit. So like like cool. Like that's fine. Our expectations are so low. Just just fake like you want to be here. And our we'll expectations probably... are six feet deep at this point. Right. To, to fit <laughs> expectations. With our... We have no expectations. <laughs> to, to, to fit with our <laughs> To fit with our mental state of the week. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, 16 round two. Once once we edit, we're just going to have all the songs from Bo Burnham's Inside just playing in the background. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, just, just well, on loop. And then so by the end, we'll all be in tears. But <laughs> um, anyway, we should probably move on before we just say things we regret. Yeah. Um, <laughs> NBA. Uh, draft lottery tomorrow for the Pistons. Uh, so they current, I think they're, they have the third or second best odds. Noel, can we get a, uh, yeah, I'm checking it here. Um, so next week, uh, after we get this information and the news breaks and probably by the time this is edited and out to you guys, uh, no, maybe could we get it out, uh, before like eight tomorrow, eight or seven tomorrow or. Yeah, be Pistons have a 14% chance of number one overall and a 52.1% chance of landing top four. Okay, perfect. So, so naturally, that means that they're not going to be getting any of those. So they'll pick like <laughs> correct, um, because correct. Everybody hates Detroit, um, but so that'll be exciting. Everybody should tune into that because again, we've gushed about how the development of the young players has been a bright spot for the Pistons and frankly for the city of Detroit. Um, so that's cool. And that will only help solidify things. And I didn't even think about this, um, because the NBA playoffs have played the way that they have played mass relocation. I've seen, I've seen mostly troll accounts, just putting like guys like Luca and Kevin Durant in Pistons jerseys saying like, bring him home or something like, it's like, okay, that's so funny, but that's so dumb. (laughs) But I mean, I think potentially you could see a mid-tier superstar, not like a mid-tier superstar, but like Chris another Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. If so, if the Suns win, Chris Paul's retiring. He's got no reason to keep playing. I mean, he's been he's been unreal in these playoffs, yeah. and he's been doing it on on one good shoulder. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you could see like another like fringe like starter or like pretty good player like a Jeremy Grant, but Jeremy Grant really became Jeremy Grant um, through something else. But um, you look at the the fake uh, comeback player of the year or most improved player of the year in Julius Randle. When Julius Randle was signed by the Knicks a couple seasons ago, everyone was like, "This is the dumbest contract signing ever," and now he was one of the. He was one of the more exciting players in the Eastern Conference and led essentially his team to the playoffs. Um, so, with all of these like super teams or these like 
with the the debacle that happened with the 76ers, you're going to see some cores breaking up and the pieces that don't fit or don't join another super team, I think you could see end up in Detroit. One of those guys. I I could I could see. I don't know who um, I don't know for how much or how long, but I could see one of those guys who kind of get caught in the mix, like a mm-hmm. uh, maybe somebody does like a salary dump uh, with the Pistons, and we take on a contract of a of a pretty good player that we wouldn't necessarily take on. Um, so I could see that, and maybe a uh, a top lottery pick could help that. I don't I don't know how that would how how they would help that, but um, or would make uh, the Pistons seem like a more uh, reasonable destination for another prove-it contract. Um, yeah. Beside the point, uh, if you are like me and don't like watching the NBA because it's only centered towards superstar players and not the teams, which is really a bummer. Um, Suck it, Brooklyn. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, that was kind of sad because Kevin Durant was – he was playing lights out, and his, you know the rest yeah. of his team just let him down. Um, but we are now in a, a final four of teams who have not won the NBA title since the merger, Love right? That. And mm-hmm. I saw something on Twitter is like this is the the worst case scenario for the NBA, and it's like the fact that we're saying that sucks, and it, yeah, and it's not true. First off, number one, and number two. If that's how your league is structured, that's so sad. Like, how are you supposed to grow your league if you're only hinging all of your marketing efforts on one player, right? Like, yeah. w- at least with, I mean, with with the 90s, like, I feel like there was, like, general, like, oh, I'm a, I am a Utah Jazz fan. I am a Chicago Bulls fan. I am a Detroit Pistons fan. Like, all of this, like, I'm a Houston Rockets fan. This, this, the today's... NBA age isn't like that, but I hate it. I hate it too. But with something like this and another dynamic to it, the Clippers who had Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi hurt his ACL. They don't know the extent of the injury, but he's not playing. That's probably your your best superstar player left. I mean, you could say Giannis. It's debatable, but as far, he's at, won a championship before, like recently, so he won it with the Raptors. Yeah. Um, so that's probably your best superstar left. He's not even playing right now. And his team is playing. And they almost stole a game on the road against the Suns, who've been playing the best basketball, which, by the way, their best point guard, Chris Paul, is not playing because he, he had the COVID vaccine and he still got COVID somehow. I don't know. There's no information on how that happened, but um, we're not going to dig too deep into that, however. Um, but we have four teams who have not won anything recently, and people are saying that this is bad for the NBA. No, shouldn't this be good? This is how you create lifelong fans. You see this impeccable run. So like with the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks should not be a good basketball team. But it's good that they are because, A, they have a young 22-year-old superstar point guard in the making who went into uh, – Madison Square Garden and Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, um, who'd they beat? Denver. The No, the number one overall seed in the, in the East, in the Sixers. Yes. No, oh. the Sixers. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, as <laughs> the lower <laughs> Shut up now. As the lower seed, they, they go in and beat those 
teams that are better than them, right? And create this excitement. I, I, you're gonna you're gonna tell me you're gonna go to the city of Atlanta right now, and they're not gonna be excited about the NBA playoffs because so so the NBA thinks okay, LeBron's not in the playoffs or right now. Um, Joel Embiid and the Sixers are in the playoffs. So does that matter to Atlanta? Not at Abs- all. Absolutely not. I would much rather see my hometown team win something than my favorite player on another team. As much as I loved Justin Verlander when he won the World Series with the Astros, I would sob like a stupid baby if the Tigers won the World Series. I, that would be one of the happiest days in my life if I saw that. So that's the feeling we're getting in these markets with Atlanta, the Bucks finally getting over the hump. They have a superstar, but they haven't won anything anytime soon. Um, the Suns never won anything, and now they're, they're playing an exciting brand. I've watched so many Suns playoff games just because <clears> – <throat> There's not really a whole lot else to not. I watch sports for fun, so and whatever. Um, but they are playing. You, you know when you see a team playing inspired, right? Suns are playing inspired basketball. They're young. They're exciting. They're being led by a wily veteran who still has some stuff left in the tank. And Chris Paul is just controlling games. He's not an elite scorer as he was once, but. They they showed a game against uh, whoever they played last. Uh, I can't remember who they played last, but he he made seven shots from the corner of of the free throw line. So you know the little the paint, and then there's that there's that mm-hmm. uh, left shoulder corner. Um, yep. He made seven shots in that exact same area, and they're the little fadeaway like bloop, and they just drop in. That's exciting to see. That's cool. Um, and it's cool to see that it's not being just dominated by the super superstars. We had, we've had, we thought the slam dunk, the big three of Durant, Harden, and Kyrie, who in their own right would be top ten or at least top fifteen, no, easily top ten players on different teams playing for one team, and they don't even make it to their conference finals. I love it as a casual NBA fan who hates this this over marketing of of superstar players, I love it because I can almost relate to an Atlanta team that's never been good in the NBA. I can relate to a Phoenix Suns team that's never been good and is probably the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship this year. Uh, I can relate to a Clippers team, which arguably, if you look at it, the Clippers probably, until now, uh, were probably the most uh, similar uh, disgruntled franchise to the Lions as any other franchise in sports. And they're now in the Western Conference Finals for the first time. And for the Bucks, never been good at anything either. They have a superstar, but they're getting to the point. They're getting over the hump a little bit. Um, that's exciting stuff. And I can empathize with that because I know that as a, as a smaller market or a team without a superstar, um, I would love to see that. I would love to see that team explode. Um, I don't really know how else to describe that. It's just, it's, I don't know, it kind of gives me hope that, you know, the Pistons will eventually be there again and that the NBA is changing a little bit. Um, I could be wrong. This could just be a fluke of a year. Um, I hope not. Uh, but I, I, as a casual 
NBA fan, I'm going to cherish it because it's really cool. Yeah. The one thing I, you, you touched on a little bit, the one thing that I cannot stand the most about the NBA is I'll ask somebody, what's your favorite team? And 90% of the time, 90% of the answers I get are, oh, I like LeBron. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's not God. what I asked. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it's not, it, it's like, that's the thing is you can't, you, you would never, you would never hear a true hockey fan be like, oh, what's your favorite team? Especially in Canada. Could you imagine going to like Alberta and being like, oh, what, what's your favorite team? And then being like, oh, I really like Sebastian Ajo. Like, that's like absolutely ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. There's no way. You're never going to hear that. So like to, for me to like, it's such, it's so weak to me too. I know that sounds terrible. Now we're going to get mean. I apologize. You can't, you, if you are from your home team, you root for your home team. I don't, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how, but look at the, look at the, look at Detroit sports. Look what we're doing. We're making a podcast about Detroit sports and they are buried so far deep. It's ridiculous, but look what we're doing because we, we love our team. We love our city. It is so messed up to me that there's so many people who are like, uh, I like Kyrie Irving or, oh, I like, no, I'm no. completely with you on that aspect of it. I will also say that I think we three are a different brand of sports fan. That's true. So I yeah. think it's okay to root for teams that are not your city. Sure. Because teams. I think a lot of factors go into that. Teams, yes, teams, maybe. Not players, teams. But I think a lot of factors go into that. I mean, you have your family members, you have sure. you know, your friends around you. It's not just oh, I grew up here, so I'm going to cheer for this team because I live 20 miles away from the city. Like, it's not that. Sure. So we do have no, to... I understand. No, I. but what you're saying is true. I think all to our core, our, the argument that we're essentially trying to say is pick a team and root for them. Don't root for a player. Yeah. yeah. You can like but players I, and are... want them to have the best when they're gone. Sure, yeah. But you root for your team. When you the Red Wings are not in the playoffs, I'm rooting for the Canucks. I will always root for the Canucks. I don't know why. I love the Canucks. There's no reason for it. I, I don't either. I'm so far away from Vancouver. But that's just how it is. But he just is picked them Red Wings year first, and hasn't gotten off of it. Yeah. I mean, hey. I literally just... They're that fun. was literally why, though. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> that's like they're the perfect middle team. That's why, that's why. There's something to root for. Like, they're not like, I'm rooting for LeBron or I'm rooting for, like, the Nets. I'm rooting for the Vancouver Canucks. Like, I don't, that's me it's and Carolina. Like anything special. I don't think I have a secondary team like in the NHL. Really? I, I mean, I'm maybe confused. the maybe the Sharks, but like the Sharks were like kind of a thorn in the Red Wings side oh. in the Western Conference. Yeah. Brent um, Birds and Eric Carlson on the same line. I mean, so hot. It's amazing. Just, Gosh, too much it's man. Amazing. <laughs> too much man on that roster. And then you got Incredible. the ultimate dad and Patrick Marlowe. And but I should hate Patrick Marlowe too, because Patrick Patrick Marlowe probably scored half of his goals against Detroit. It's a lot um, of beard on that team. So a lot much. Of, a lot, lot of, of hair on that team. A lot of man and a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Don't appreciate that. Mm. So are we jumping into Red Wings? That should be the NHL? title. That should be the title. A lot of man and a lot of hair. A lot of hair. No. <laughs> We talked about that for maybe two seconds. <laughs> we'll we'll make a comment. We'll make a comment in the we'll, description about it. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, we can go. We can go to the. I guess officially, NHL. Since we're already talking about NHL, so we were. 
Yeah. That's what we're doing. Smooth I would just like to state that I won our bracket challenge. I won our bracket challenge officially in front of all of you. I won. What, Again. What, cool. Do you want a cookie or something? Yeah, I do, actually. I would like a bride. I still owe you both, like, from, like, three years ago. <laughs> we should... Yep. So, this is what we should do. We should... Because I think each of us has won once. Correct. And I know we all this have. Is your I've second, won twice, this is your you guys have won once. Yep. I know, I know that's kind of fair. Uh, uh, like unfair to say maybe we'll just do it as this that noel is just the the winner and that all three of us cancel out yeah um there we go which i think is dumb because then i probably would have given more prep to it but <laughs> just saying yeah i probably wouldn't have picked the wild to win the stanley cup if i would have known <laughs> oh, uh, boy. however nhl um so there's nothing really that relates directly to the red wings re- or recently um However, rumors continuing to swirl, and it seems like a lot more hockey people, reporters, are saying that a Jack Eichel trade is more likely to be a when than an if, Um, which, sad for Buffalo, but happy for the rest of the league. Yeah, poor Buffalo just keeps taking punches. Just keeps taking punches. I guess that's the only way I can describe it. They just they. Uh, but they yeah. won the lottery, so who cares? No, I know. That's the one good thing they got. Suck for the rest say, of us because that'll never happen again. Corey, when you and I saw Eiserman talk, he said that the only way to build is in the draft, and the only way we're going to get Eichel is if we give up draft picks. Now we have a ton of them, so. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's going to hold on to those picks and wait five years? Or do you think that we're going to maybe cash in on a few and get the likes of like Jack Eichel and maybe combine him with, I'm going to butcher the name, Ristilianen? Ristilianen. Oh, I was pretty close. No, no you were not. Yes, I was. We don't. We don't uh, so uh, I'll say this. A, we, the Red Wings don't need Ristilianen. We have kind of we a need. We have kind of a lot of. I I would argue potentially that our our defensive prospects are one of our strong oh. suits. Yeah. I mean, we're having cider coming up, and then we have a couple of guys that could play that just aren't just because of Space. the logjam of players. Um, when is so, the Seattle draft? That's coming up, isn't that? I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's after. Sorry. Uh, the playoffs are done. Yeah. That would make more sense because you can't take players from an active team. And, well, I mean, that's I wasn't trying to be snarky. I was just saying um July 21st. Okay. So there 1 month from today. So, okay, Chris, I can you pull up uh cap friendly um and, Yep. Do your favorite tell thing. Us, yeah, that's again, great website. That's the best website as far as like stats and salaries go. Cap friendly is unbelievable it's super user friendly this is not an ad um <laughs> we are not sponsored please we are sponsor not sponsored. us we are yeah, not sponsored. friendly if you want to sponsor us that'd be pretty cool um so yeah pull those up so what do we have watch. what's what's our what's our uh for the next two years our You're not first ready. round our first round in, in, through third round picks how many do we have we have we have two, we have two firsts this year two firsts and three seconds this year just so many. It's so many. Oh you want to know the best part? You want to know the best part? 
<laughs> Anyone want to take a stab at what our projected cap space is? Fifty cents, Mel. Like forty third. million dollars. Hey, it was not a, not too bad. Oh, 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 baby, that is hot. I think that is Chris so also hot. just likes to look at the money and go, "How can I oh, spend yeah. this excessively?" <laughs> and not, "How can I build and the that, best team for the future?" And that's 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 what gets teams in trouble. Is they oh, yeah, we exactly. got so much cap. We could do so much. We don't yes. want that, Chris. We want wisdom. But here's the and thing. Fort- I know, and but planning. we have Fort wisdom. Sight. We have wisdom. It's Steve Eiserman is literally like the great and powerful Oz without the curtain. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't he's know. amazing. I think there's kind of a curtain. I think there's a metaphorical curtain. Sure. Yeah. There's a metaphor. As, as, as far as inf- information leaving the brass. There is not. Oh, yeah. Nothing. But, oh my gosh. But. Steve Eiserman with... Guys, okay. Standing up. Okay, guys. Okay. Okay, we can't hear you now because guys. you're so far away from your mic. Okay. Chris is standing okay. on his couch right now in his living room. Guys, guys. We have Steve Eiserman with five draft picks in two rounds and $48 million in cap space. How are you not getting so hyped up right now? Are you kidding I'm me? excited. Chris, we've, this, this is Chris, exciting. We've, <laughs> we've talked about this since day one, how excited we're going to be to have Steve Eisenman at the helm for drafting and we're for, here. for salary cap. But this is not the discussion at hand. We're talking about Jack Eichel here. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Just sorry. so far deviated. It's okay. Sorry. We... Chris, you remember when we had the discussion about McDavid? It was the very like we know this Nuggets. isn't going to happen, but let's try to construct a trade that isn't yeah. insulting. Um, yes. So maybe we should play that game again. We could. We could. I, I, I like so. That. Um, so I'm. You have every trade for Eichel has to start with draft picks, and because we have so many, mm-hmm. I would think we could part with them, right? Is Eichel worth one? A first. Well, yeah, Eichel's definitely Eichel's definitely worth, worth a first. Yes, he's definitely worth a high Agreed. second too. So th- this is what I'm thinking: um, do do the Red Wings feel comfortable with the young core that they have right now, and or like another person like closely or just as much at wherever that Capitals pick is with the uh, the pick that they have higher up in the round or lower in the, or now because chris when we when we talked about moving through the draft and we are yeah now i'm now i'm messed up in the head but that's okay um <laughs> so first second that's where the conversation starts probably ours or maybe we could do something where we get a first this year second next year of our second next year um because we'll most likely be bad and then we have to begin the conversation with players who mm-hmm. which players are A, going to have the value, and B, worth for Buffalo to take? And then I mean, also... My mind immediately went to Zadina. Okay. Because he's younger. Oh. He is oh. uh, producing forward. He's growing, which is, I mean, Buffalo is in a rebuild, kind of. I don't know what their franchise... I mean, they are in a rebuild, but they weren't supposed to be. So they're they're a mess. But I think a first, a second, and Zadina to be that winger that can produce some stuff, hopefully, for the team. 
and is worth like I I hate that because I like Zadina, but I think that that's a player that Buffalo would be. I don't actually know what their wing situation. What is, about Jacob but... Verana? No, we're not no. getting rid of him. He stays not this early. But that's I the mean, thing. we probably no should. Would him. But no one would miss him. <laughs> not a single person. I don't think be like, remember no we had Verana for five games. That that was fun. That was really and he cool. rocked the boat, and it was wonderful. Oh yeah, he was amazing. But no, I okay. Hold I on, let me so just sad. look at this. Situation. It makes sense. That's why I'm upset. Is because I could see it, right? And that's why I'm upset. Is because I don't want to see Zadina leave. But especially after like this is going to be a season. Like this is going to be Zadina's season. Where I know he this be, is. Like, he's got out. all of. He's got all the hard hallmarks of of really popping off. And so see, this is. That's the see, painful this is part. What, this is what I see, and no, well, I think that's I think that's really fair, and honestly, I think you'd have to include Zadina in in a in a package like that. I I don't. The Red Wings wouldn't do that. I mean, simply no. But I I think that that was probably the highest no skilled yeah, player that, that we they would that we could give them that they would want yeah. to actually have. I'm just saying, like, that's the absolute point. Like, like that's a completely fair trade. The Red Wings wouldn't do that. But that, I mean, we're talking about trades that, A, are not going to happen, and B, the Red Wings wouldn't do. Um, yep. I've been, I kind of watched and paid attention to Buffalo just because, like, wow, what's going on there? Um, Victor Olofsson, um, he's, a, he's a winger. He's basically going to be the guy mm-hmm. in Buffalo once, once they get rid of Eichel. Um, but I, I see a lot of players on this roster that I really like. Casey Middlestat is a center. He's only 22. Sam Reinhart is a solid player. He's only 25. Um, who's another guy? Um, but those those are some solid players. And, I mean, looking at the Red Wings roster, like we had three guys that we were really high on, and it was Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. You know? And then they drafted and did the, their stuff. Um, and then we can't forget Rasmus Dahlin, who's only 21. So you have your your cornerstone blue liner. Um, mm-hmm. They have a fairly okay goalie situation. Linus Olmark is probably one of the most underrated goaltenders in the league. He's only 27 years old. Um, and then also uh, Zegmus Gregersons. I don't know if you know who that is. He was like a he was like an all star a couple of years ago for Buffalo, um, and he's Latvian, and he's also a very solid. NHL caliber players. So Buffalo really isn't as bad or they were way worse than they should have been. And even with Rasmus Ristolainen, people have said, Oh, he's bad. Some people have said he's good. He's only 26. So they're really not that far off. So with, with that in mind, um, I think a way to maybe sweeten the deal for the Red Wings to like give up like something less, but also to help, like maybe Steve Eisenman talks in the ear of Buffalo's GMs, like, "Hey, you're really not that far off. Even if you lose Eichel, you get a couple of things with him." So the biggest thing would be, let's get rid of a contract. So there's the two contracts that stand out: Kyle Poso, who's 33, very injury prone, really sad because he was a really solid, like, like uh, power forward, um, but he's got two years left on his contract. Six million per, for the next two years, and then the big one is Jeff Skinner, who's 29 and he's getting paid nine million dollars a year till 2027. 
What? So, That's disgusting. And he was a healthy scratch for like two weeks. No. Oh my gosh. So no. like you, I mean, that's an, and it's a full no movement clause. So like he would have to like wave some things. Yeah. Um, and I don't, the, I mean, the Red Wings have the cap, but do you really want to use that? Or it could be a situation where like, that's your veteran signing and you stick them on the bottom six and you play them for two years and then you buy them out. Right. Cause I still think that the Red Wings are going to convince uh, Seattle to take Nielsen with a pick. I think I think one of those third round picks that they have, or even a second, could could free up some space. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking I'm thinking this: the first and the second um, for Eichel and Skinner, and then we can give up a lesser prospect, Lundqvist. like a Rasmussen. No, sorry, Lindstrom, Rasmussen. But like I, I'm very high on Rasmussen. I think he's going to be very, very good. Or may, if that's not enough, and I'm again, I'm trying to word this out here. Like I'm not like, mm-hmm. like oh, they should absolutely take. I, I genuinely don't know. Do yeah. you, do you send Valeno? I wouldn't be or, upset with that. I, but I like. After- I, I think Valeno is going to be. I think Valeno is going to be better than Zadina, personally. Whoa! I've never said. Really? I've never said. There's that. a hot take. I think Volkanov's definitely, definitely a slower developer. We've seen that through his whole career. He's definitely a slower developer. He's a lot more. Hmm, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but um, he's taken his time. He's taken his time to get where he is, and he, you know, his first year wasn't phenomenal but it wasn't bad no um he had an okay shift into the into the show i don't know i guess it all you know i'm just saying it this way no no you're you're right and he's a bit more of a slower developer and that's why that he eventually fell to the red wings but i'm just looking at the players who've recently fallen in the draft because valeno was supposed to be a top 10 pick in that draft he was 30 and he was 30 So, like, yes, you have to look into it, play both sides. There's a reason he fell to 30, but also look at what Cole Caulfield is doing for Montreal right now. Cole Caulfield was also supposed to be a top 10 pick, and he fell to, like, 15th or or I think even later because of his size. Cole Caulfield has been the best player on the ice for Montreal this series. If you've if you've been paying attention, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely, he has. He's he's been getting the tar kicked out of him, but that's okay because he's still a beaut. He can and, handle it. He's my size. Yeah, he's a. He's tiny literally boy. my size. <laughs> he's a tiny boy. He's a small child. Um, but so, he was also drafted in 2019. Sure. So he's deve- What I'm saying is he's developed faster, even if he's fallen. Yeah, and I so think there is. Yeah. His development was faster, but he also had full seasons because he, he was playing for Wisconsin, like the Badgers, this year. He won yeah. the Hobie Baker, and now he's playing yeah. professionally. I think Valeno, there was some – I think he got hurt or um, he didn't have full seasons to develop. So he was kind of like starting, stopping, whatever. So I think that's going to play into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why I'm I'm entertaining the thought of – a Rasmussen because I would like to keep Zadina. I do think Zadina is going to be great. I see shades of Zetterberg in his game, um, and he's really committed to playing a two-way game. 
uh, Valeno, I'm also very excited about. Wish he was up sooner, but them's the breaks, and I think he's going to be very good. Um, and I think Rasmussen has a chance to be very good. So uh, my ideal trade would be the first, the second, and then Rasmussen, and we get Eichel, and then we take on that just gargantuan contract. Because yeah. the, va- like the, the positive value of Eichel, obviously, because he's a superstar, is going to take a tremendous hit with Skinner's contract. But that opens up a lot of space for Buffalo. It's like, hey, maybe we can make something out of nothing here with these yeah. young players and just let them go. Um, mm-hmm. So does it make sense? Probably not. I don't know. Um, but I, I, think, I think I think the Red Wings could take a stab, essentially. And there's no other GM I'd rather have take a stab than Mr. Iserman. We really are blessed when it comes Honestly. to the GM front. For that name a better one. We are now. For the name wins. a better one. Oh, well, yeah. Because there's there's also another somebody that he will hey, don't break your promise. Egg. Don't break your promise. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna break my promise. I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Oh, not gonna do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Even though we are jumping in. To, are we all done nah. with the NHL and the nah. wings and? Well, I don't know. I feel like Chris didn't get a, a chance to. What would you? What would you? What would oh, your yeah. hypothetical trade be? Um, a first round pick and Larkin. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Hear me out. No. I don't love Larkin. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I don't love him. I know. I'm sorry. I don't love. I know you. I know he's before my time. He came in rookie season. That's right not even. Was, that's not even. That's not even was, true. <clears throat> no, not even he, true. he. No, he was like his rookie season was at the Joe. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. before my time. It was the last time. I think his rookie season was the year second. Okay, yeah, yeah. So second year to last. Yeah. yeah, second to last. Exactly. And that's when he was starting to get. But <clears throat> I'm not saying he shouldn't be the captain of the wings. He definitely should. But I'm like, I'm not the biggest Larkin fan. I'm just not. So You can't just get. Okay, hold on. Time out. You can't just get rid of guys that you don't like. <laughs> this is supposed to yeah. be like. Watch me. <laughs> a realistic trade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Captains. <laughs> you trade the cat. You trade the captains. Larkin's contract's a lot no. better than Eichel's, is it not? Yeah, but Eichel's a better player than Larkin. Correct. I absolutely agree. That's why you get a first-round pick. Oh, my gosh, no. Okay. So Chris is not taking this seriously. No. So you throw uh, in a I, second. You throw in a second. That's Two seconds uh, no. and Larkin. The Buffalo wouldn't do that either, I don't think. But he, they would do it for Rasmussen? With the first, and getting and no, you have to you can't look equate it like that because you're taking on Skinner's contract in that situation. That's why they would potentially take it. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited, guys. Uh, but <laughs> I I I do I do agree with you guys that we're gonna be if we're gonna do it, it's gonna be for a prospect or whatever. But oh, or a few. I don't love Larkin. I'm sorry. This is just my whole thing. But I don't I don't want to get rid of Zadina. I I would be I okay with Delano. Um I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of people coming up. That's my thing. 
there's a lot of people who are going to be going and leaving this season. And I don't know if Eichel's the move. I'm not saying he's not one of the, but he's definitely one of the best ones out there. But I think we could do better elsewhere is what I will say. What? I'm saying that if we're going to make no, a I, I like understood a, what a you're big saying. trade, what? <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot of movement this year. Okay. Is there not? What's so wrong with that? There's going to be no, a lot of movement this year. No, there is going to be a lot of movement. You're right. So why take the stab but at Eichel when we can, we can do better elsewhere? Because it's Eichel and Buffalo is suffering. They're down on yeah. their knees. They need someone to okay. help them out. Why, but why would it you're be suffering, anyone else? When you're suffering, it's not you. Like, okay, when the reason why we got so much for Mantha wasn't because Washington was suffering. The, it, that's not why we no, got so much. No, it's because Eiserman's a wizard. Exactly, and also Washington is on a, was on their way for a, a cup run. So it's like, of course, they're going to want to bring in Mantha. Buffalo is not going to want to do a giant. Like, if we're if someone if they're giving up Eichel, they're gonna they're gonna go for blood. Like, that's just my whole mentality. Like if I if we were if we were down on it if okay imagine the rings were down on something and we had like Jack Eichel amazing absolutely amazing Buffalo is gonna want an arm and a leg for Eichel and I think we could do better elsewhere is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well hear me out. Everybody in the league knows that Eichel wants out of Buffalo, so that's gonna hurt his that's value. That's the rub. Yeah, guy wants out. But how easy? But still, how easy do you think Buffalo's gonna let him go? Like, do you think they're just gonna like Look let him Taylor walk Hall? Or, he got traded uh, for Vagapuck. Yeah, but that that was a one year that was a one year contract though, and they knew that he was going. Still. Like this is Jack Eichel, the, their captain. I don't know. That's just my thought. You asked for it, you got it. No, I'm no, I, I'm I'm saying that's I'm saying that's that's reasonable. I think Noel's saying yeah. that's reasonable too. But True. Also, everybody in the league knows that Eichel's not happy being there, so they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to give you all of our draft. It's like, no, no Eichel I wants out. That. He don't want to be there, so uh, you're going to have to cut it. You're going to have to sweeten this deal because we're not going to give you everything that you need. Sure. I will agree. But I do think that I, I do believe that once the Eichel trade comes out, that the value of what Buffalo is going to get is going to be a little more than what Eichel is. That's what I will say. I, I would disagree. I would think it's less. Well, we will I find think, out. I think it's gonna. I would. I would bet. I would, Vegas let's, betting lines let's, say that the, let's, the value that Eichel gets. Bring it, Corey. At, let's do it. Buddy. It's going to. It's going to be like wow. I, we we expected Buffalo to get more. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm betting too. Also, okay. uh, we will find out. Island and loser right have to wear Seattle Krakens shirts. What? Just kidding. No. No. The Islanders are losing. Is that what you just said? No, the Islanders Lightning is starting, and that oh, it's series starting. that series is going to go seven. I just I just want all the rest of the hockey series to go seven games. Oh, That's uh, it. Final, oh I'm with final, you. Final predictions for NHL playoffs. Who think who's going to do it? We're down to four. Islanders over Knights in seven. Okay. Ugh, I dang it! I don't want that so bad. <laughs> What 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 do you want? You have you can choose Vegas or yeah. I'm gonna or go literally or literally Vegas and seven. I'm I'm Islanders. gonna say over Vegas who? and Vegas over and over the Islanders. I was gonna say Vegas and six over the Islanders. What I believe in my heart is it's gonna be uh, Vegas and Tampa, and then I don't know who's gonna win that series. I, I would Tampa probably just two. 
I would just I would just bite the bullet and say Tampa would win the series. Oh. Yeah. Hey, That's were not... the Wings the last people to go back to back? Penguins. No, Pittsburgh. Dang Pitt- it. Oh. Yep, Pittsburgh. It's pissed. Dang it. Um Yep. And that was because of game seven, two thousand nine. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about that game. Chris, <laughs> have you ever seen replays? It's not fun to watch. Yeah, we don't talk about that game. We don't talk about it. Uh, how about them Tigers, guys? How about them Tigers? They got their mm-hmm. butts handed to them by Anaheim this past weekend. Shohei Otani. Holy Dude. cow, man. Dear Lord. I'm sorry. You guys watch this guy? Oh, am I too loud? This guy's got him on his dynasty league. <laughs> no way. Pitching points, hitting points. <laughs> One player. <clears throat> Absolutely incredible. Dab on the head. You know what? You, I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm cutting you out. I just have to say this. No. So I was trying to make the argument that I should get his hitting points on days. Oh, Tampa already scored. Um, that I should get his hitting points when he pitches as well because he's not like a National League pitcher. Like he was, a, he's a hitter and a pitcher. So I tried to make that argument, and then the the league is like. Oh well, Otani's like too good, so like you should have to separate the pitcher and the hitter as to two different players. That's not how that works. I drafted him knowing that I could take it, and they're like, "Oh, we didn't know that that was the case that he was going to be a pitcher and a hitter." And it's like, "Are you serious?" So they're trying because now I have an advantage. They're like, "Because you made the smart decision." Not well, it was like, a risk because hey. he was he was buns last year. He was bad. Yeah, man, Corey, screw you for winning, buddy. Making smart decisions. It's tough. Can't believe right. you. I'm fourth. Is your baseball week. is your baseball team like communist China? Because that's what it sounds like. What? That's what, what? it sounds like. No, that, that's awful. You made the right decision. You get the points accordingly. That's what I think. That's but. how it works. That's how life works. <laughs> that's like just be basic. I'm sorry. That's not, dude. I'd be so pissed off if I was you. I'll, I was. Dude, I was. Call, I was conference mad. call me in. Conference okay. call me in. I'm ready. I'll, I'll go to war for you, Corey. I I'll I'll, I'll call you in. Um, a pitcher I'll... is in the home run derby. A pitcher is in the home run derby. Tell us how you that's really incredible. feel. Incredible. Right? I'm sorry. That's so incredible. I I I saw an infographic of Otani's week. Um, so. Every day of the week, he hit a home run, except on the day he pitched, where he pitched six innings, had five strikeouts, and got the win. So, <laughs> has there been a more dominant oh my gosh, week man. in baseball? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> like, like, from both sides of the plate, has there been a more no. dominant? No. In recent memory, like we're talking Babe Ruth numbers yeah. when he was on Boston and was a pitcher, like that's wild. Yeah, but anyway, it's incredible. Otani had his way with the Tigers, so uh, he he beat on up on them pretty good um, and got the win against the Tigers, and then proceeded to hit massive dongs against them. Um, mm-hmm. So not a great weekend for us, but a couple things. Uh, Matt Manning made his MLB debut. 
um, not out of merit, but out of necessity because all the Tigers pitchers' arms are falling off, which, uh, by the way, I did see Matt Boyd is going to be out until the All-Star game or the All-Star break. Gracious. So that's like, well, it's actually not that far. It's like a couple more weeks and then July All-Star break. Um, so that rules out, I guess, the possibility of him being our All-Star representative um, because we're not going to have anybody like position player that's going to be voted in or picked or whatever. So when so the cool thing about the MLB All-Star game, every team is represented, which I like a lot. Um, but if you're not voted in as a starter, I think either managers or like a league vote, like of players votes those players. So they get who do you think it's going to be for the Tigers if Boyd can't do it? Um, I thought Boyd. Um, honestly, it's probably going to be. Mize, Fulmer, or if they go the position player route, Scope. Eric Haas. <laughs> scope, probably. If okay. they go if they go the position player route. Cause he's been really good. He's been He has. He's, he's, he's been really good. He's been pretty solid. Be kinda cool if he if Akil Padu went. Cause he's yes. he's been He's been he's yeah. been playing limitedly though, and his splits against righties and lefties are terrible. Like he cannot hit lefties right now, but that's going to come with time. Good luck getting um, him in the outfield. Playable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good. Good. What good luck. What do you got? Buxton, Bryce Harper. Like, come on, that's not going to happen. But maybe it'd be sweet though. <laughs> it would be. It'd cool. be incredible. That um, would be but- absolutely incredible. But yeah, we're talking about Matt Manning. Um, so I they showed his stats in AAA this year. He had an eight ERA in AAA um, before <laughs> his start. So it, again, it was out of necessity. Um, and for all intents and purposes, he pitched pretty good. Um, he had a few strikeouts. There was a lot of loud outs, um, like hard contact. So guys would hit line drives, solid line drives, catching, you know, I think he he himself only gave up two runs um, in five innings of work. So, as far as debuts go, like it wasn't like it didn't light up, you know, the world. But it was encouraging, especially with his struggles in AAA. Um, and he's going to pitch again uh, this Wednesday against the Cardinals. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun to see his second go around. Um, but he threw, I think, like eighty percent fastballs, and that's essentially why he lost because. You can't get away with throwing. You have to have some sort of off-speed um, mm-hmm. or some sort of you know just slop that you can throw up there um, to keep hitters off. A swerve, and that's essentially that's essentially what what lost him the game. Second inning, everybody was waiting fastballs because you know hitters talk to each other. It's like I didn't see anything but a fastball, so like okay, we're gonna look swing, swing for you know swing with, for contact as soon as we get up there, and that's what happened. Um, so I think, but. Tigers now have Mize, Scooball, and Matt Manning in their rotation right now. All of the guys that we were promised to see as the future of the Tigers rotation, um, maybe not Scooball, but developed into that person, um, we are now seeing. And then also a guy, a secondary prospect, Funkhauser, Kyle Funkhauser, has been really good out of the pen, which is also very encouraging to see. Um, you mean our bullpen so- is doing something encouraging? What a wild concept. It's crazy, absolutely bananas. But no, I I refer to Funkhauser as the Funkhouse. Um, because why not? 
because why not? I feel like I, out of principle, I have to get a Funkhauser jersey at some point, or at least a jersey, because Funkhauser. That's that's probably that's a the great best name. name. That is that's probably great. the best name on the team. Yeah, we um, want the yeah. funk easily. Um, so yeah, no good start from uh, Manning. I think AJ Hinch got his 600th career win as a manager. He did. He did in a Tigers indeed. uniform. Fingers crossed that he gets 600 more in a Tigers uniform. Um, I'm still a bit skeptical about that because our management is poop. I'm not going to lie or I'm not going to yell. Don't worry. But I think because if Alavila is still the GM, something will be mismanaged and Hinch will walk. And that's going to be sad. Um, or we put a trash can in the bullpen. What do you think, guys? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, we don't want that. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Out of, don't out of sight, that. out of mind, Chris. That's, that's <laughs> in the past. Does Alavila have a that. contract? Is that a thing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he how. got an extension a couple of years ago. <sighs> until, I guess I don't want to open this can of worms, but until when? And then we'll think, cut it off right after that answer. I think it was two seasons ago he got a five-year extension. Okay. Cool. So how about Eric Haas? Huh? No, just kidding. <laughs> he should be fired. And hey, Eric Haas, not hitting home runs right now, but is still a productive bat. So cool. Love Good it. for him. That's all we can ask for, really, from our players at this point. I feel. Yeah. Oh, oh guys, guys, can I say something really quick? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, you say. I would just, I would just like to say that I have been a good knee boy. deep. In MLB The Show. Uh, it's been incredible. And I just want to say that there has not been a single Tigers player since the beginning of the year, but Robbie Grossman and Spencer Turnbull cards just came out, and they're pretty high. So that's just because one cool thing happens, and they're like, this guy's amazing. But pretty cool to see. That's all I'm saying. So, sorry. Thank you for sharing. Are they on your team? Uh, no. Well, Spencer Turnbull's in my rotation. but Oh. But the is a ninety. That's insane. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch. Yeah, that's so. that's that's pretty hot. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so oh well. Um, no, that's cool. Um, Corey, were I you gonna did, say something? Yes, I I forgot. I forgot to bring this up uh, before the show. Um, Wilson Ramos, you remember him? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, the Tigers requested his unconditional release. Did they give an so explanation? That's one of two reasons. One, uh, Rogers and Haas have been pretty good, like yeah. pretty solid. Uh, and two, this is this is the Tigers injury bug thing, majig or whatever. Um, they sign like these veterans to like one year deals, and they get hurt, and then they don't play for the rest of the year. Happened with Matt Moore. Happened with Tyson Ross. It's happening with Julio Tehran. Remember Julio Tehran? Remember how high I was on him in spring training? Yeah, yeah that I man's on the that. sixty. He hasn't even pitched for Detroit this year. He's on the 60-day DL. I don't know if he's even going to come back. Uh, or I don't even know if he's done for the year. But he's he's on the 60-day DL. And uh, Wilson Ramos has been on and off the, the IL this whole season. So I think a bit of it, it's like, he's like, I don't want to play. You guys are bad. <laughs> so, so the Tigers are like, okay, fine, leave. We're not going to pay you. <laughs> yeah. So... So, yeah. <laughs> so they requested it. So they're like, okay, fine. If you think you can go play some, somewhere else, we're going to unconditional release you. And I think there's, I think you are out of his contract if, if he accepts those. 
So it depends how so confident. Is that just like free agent? That's what that is? Yeah, so essentially he could go sign with another team as a catcher. Um, and then I don't think it would count against our cap. Uh, at least I hope not. Sweet. But I thought I thought that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting. I would agree. And it just kind of, it, the it was a blurb that just kind of popped up. Um, hmm. And then also uh, a couple weeks ago, Jacoby Jones uh, cleared waivers. So he's in AAA. Nobody wanted him, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah, that's rough. But uh, he's in AAA, and we thought, oh, this is going to be our starting center fielder. And now he's 28 and was sent down, and nobody wants him. So, yeah. Tough. Uh, but other than that, I think that's the good Tigers news. Um, do you have... Corey, you were going to say something. You were going to say something on the pod. Oh, oh, the uh, the crash course? No, I thought you said you said. Oh, I'm not going to say that until later. Was that the Wilson Ramos thing? No, 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 no. There's some, that. That's a part of Crash Course. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Let her rip, have, son. No, you guys. You have closing thoughts on the Tigers or no? No, I got nothing. Okay. Because I could just gush about Chris Fetter and how he's developed our young starters like for an hour and a half. That's actually what Crash Course is about. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> I was hoping Crash Course would be a little bit more constructive, but okay. yeah, no, 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 it is. Um, so Chris and I talked about this a, uh, when it was just him and I uh, a couple weeks ago about the uh, MLB's uh, crackdown on the sticky substances. Um, so if you've been, if any of you have been paying attention, listeners and, and also podcast hosts, um, the MLB is finally deciding to crack down on this because. Um, it's just getting out of control as far as, uh, hitting numbers goes. So hitting numbers, um, besides the three true outcomes of a walk home run or strikeout, um, have been trending downward OPS average on base percentage, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. Uh, and that's due in part to the spin rate explosion for pitchers. So what spin rate is, is how fast the ball rotates, or how quickly the ball rotates before it gets to home plate. So what that does, if the ball has more spin, it looks like it has more movement and therefore makes it a harder pitch to hit. So fairly straightforward. Um, So what pitchers have been doing, um, because there's not necessarily a... um, an outlawed rule against it. They've been using some sort of sticky substances to um, kind of get that extra spin on the ball. So when you when you pitch, um, you have the ball in your grasp, and then it rolls off your fingers. Um, there's two levels of which you can have this sticky substance. The first is legal and also what you want. Um, so the big chalky bag on the back of the pitcher's mound is called rosin. Um, and, uh, that essentially helps grip, but what, uh, amplifies it is like the bullfrog sunscreen that pitchers wear. So like you, you'll see pitchers on the mound that look really sweaty, um, but they're not, they just have a ton of sunscreen. So what they do is that they put the rosin with the sunscreen and then they kind of put it in their hands and that gives them grip. So hitters like it when hitters or pitchers have grip because who wants a hundred mile per hour fastball going directly for your forehead? Um, I know I don't. Um, so that's legal and that, that allows pitchers to hang on to the ball. So the ball doesn't fly out of their hands. What hitters are mad about is that extra spin at the tips of the fingers. So 
You want the ball to kind of travel up and roll off your fingers as a pitcher, but to get that extra spin and spin rate, you want it to stick onto your fingers as long as humanly possible. So when it does that, and when you do it for as long as humanly possible, you can increase your spin on, on the ball. So I'm talking about all this because the whistleblower for this whole thing was pitcher Trevor Bauer, and he's kind of like like the, the dark knight in a sense because he's like, yeah, there's no way that you can increase your spin rate without using some sort of foreign sticky substance. And so what does he do? Uh, uh, when he won the Cy Young last year, he had the highest spin rate of his career, like by ridiculous numbers. I think it was like, I think it jumped a thousand rotations per minute or something like that. And Holy crap. Yeah. And did it, uh, and did it, uh, this year again. So he was continuing those spin rates. Um, and he said, look, this is how you're going to do it. And MLB hasn't cracked down on it. Guys have been doing this for years. And, uh, until somebody tells us otherwise, I'm going to keep doing it. So that finally happened. Um, and everybody has been paying attention to hitters um <laughs> or not hitters pitchers with doing this there's guys on tiktok that are doing videos of pitchers going to their gloves and getting part of like the sticky substance uh, the number one thing has been cl- called spider tack and i encourage you both and then everybody else to look it up like it's essentially looks like a tube of like like a uh, hair gel that you kind of like pull but when you open it up like you have to like go like with full force to pull this stuff apart. It looks like caramel and apparently smells terrible and uh, is like as hard as a rock, but super sticky. So what these pitchers are doing is they're putting this stuff in their glove, in their hat or whatever, and they're going to it to get more spin on the ball. And Hmm. it's working. Spin rates have gone through the roof. Um, Garrett Cole has been caught doing this stuff. John Means, by a random TikToker, was caught doing this during his no-hitter this season. Constantly going to his glove and, like, doing whatever with his hand. I Unfortunately, you Darvish. you Darvish had a career renaissance uh, the past couple of years. He's notorious for doing this. MLB sent out a memo. It's like, hey, we're going to start doing this. Like, we're just going to start cracking down on this. So, like, start pitching, like, legally. And you, Darvish, was just like, nah, I'm going to keep doing this. So, um, video came out of him of going to his glove, going to whatever, his hat. Um, and then MLB finally this week was like, all right, no, seriously, we're going to suspend you if we catch you doing this. So, you, Darvish's last two starts have been the worst starts of the, his season. Not bad, but not they've been the worst of the season so that kind of is is telling um but i'm saying all of this um because we've seen a plethora of no hitters this season we've seen uh decreases of ops and average and on base percentage and this is due in part to the sticky substances right and the problem that trevor bauer has been presenting to the league is that we have no way to uh combat this there's no list to tell us what's real and what's not uh or what we what's legal and what's not and mm-hmm. uh so p- teams pitchers are going to just take advantage of this and keep doing it um 
So then MLB's like, okay, we'll get rid of all sticky stuff. And that's bad as well because the rosin and the sunscreen, yeah, that's a part of the banned substances now. So I'm just looking at an article that's talking about the history of sticky substances um, and a you know, human spit, the spitball. I knew that one. Um, urine was also one at one point. Yep. That's I disgusting. Do okay. That's so Moises Alou used to pee on his hands to to like to make them yep, rough. That was so he didn't that's have to wear one it. of the guys they have listed on this yep. on, in this article um, yep. from CBS to get, to get better grip on the bat. <laughs> not the best idea during a pandemic, I guess. But that's disgusting. Well, this was this was like late or late nineties, early two thousands uh, that he would do this. <laughs> uh, oh, gross! Wow. Um, so yeah. Effect. So weird. Anyways, continue your story. I'm just reading. No, yeah. So um, rosin and sunscreen, you can't mix that anymore. And pitchers have been outcrying, including Trevor Bauer. They asked him, okay, so you're the spearhead of this. Um, Why? Like, how do you feel about this? So he simply held up his hand with a baseball on it like this, and the ball was hanging down from his hand. Yeah, uh, Chris has got a picture of it. I'm watching that right now. He said, is this legal or illegal? And all the guys were like, well, we don't know. And he said, this is what sunscreen and rosin does. And this is what pitchers do to keep their grip on the ball. So this is this is what we've been doing. This is legal. And this is what hitters like because that way we can keep a grip on the ball and it's not going to go 100 miles at their head. So he's saying we need to readjust these rules. And MLB has butchered this thus far because we need to classify what's helping spin and what's helping grip because those are two very different things. And now we're seeing injuries because of this. Tyler Glass now, he injured his UCL. They're not sure if he needs Tommy John, but that's a very significant injury. And he equates this to he had to stop using rosin and sunscreen because that was now an illegal substance. And therefore, he couldn't have a grip on the ball, so he had to hold down tighter. And when you hold down tighter, there's tension on your elbow. So you've been doing this, and now all of a sudden you're told you can't. But you got to go out there and pitch as hard as you can. You're going to do some damage. So now there's going to be some pitchers that are going to get hurt because of this, and it's turning into a mess. So, big disaster. So are we. I guess. I guess my question is then: Are players and fans and alike looking for like an itemized list of illegal versus legal? sticky substances or is that like kind of what you're hoping for that yeah that's kind of what the pitchers are hoping for um especially what trevor bauer is hoping for because it's there is stuff again we have to define what's for grip and what's for spin to Mm -hmm. enhance your pitch so the 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 argument is what's used for control to essentially help both the pitcher and the hitter um, yeah, that's more for a safety gameplay sort of thing as opposed correct. to advancing, not advancing, enhancing your right. your pitch, your spin rate. Right. Okay. Because that, essentially that's a performance-enhancing drug Dang. outside of the game. So like that's why the Astros should have gotten in trouble because they were knowing what pitch was coming. That's going to enhance your performance, right? The mm-hmm. grip is going to enhance your performance, but it's also going to keep you from hurting people and then also keep the pace because no one wants to see 100-mile-per-hour fastballs that are wild over over the backstop. No, no one wants to see that. Um, 
So, yes, I think pitchers are now looking for a defined list of what that's going to look like. Um, and, like, hey, we need to use rosin and sunscreen because that's going to give us the better grip um, on the ball and also keep the game that we like. But since the MLB outlawed this, uh, these substances, home runs average through the roof. Was that at the beginning of this year or would that happen in the middle? A couple weeks ago. Or okay. It happened, yeah, so, like, the home run race between Tatis, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei, Otani has uh, exploded. Otani hit a home run again every day this week, except on the day that he pitched. So, Jeez, Louise. So now we're, we're seeing an increase in that. Um, Crash Course has a part two. Okay. And we're getting really long here, but it's worth it. Um, or at least, uh, maybe it's not worth it, but I think it's very entertaining. Um, amidst all of the stuff that's going on with spin rate and stuff, um, Jacob deGrom... And this is the surprising part. Not surprising, but um, Jacob deGrom is having the most unbelievable pitching season in the history of baseball. There's nothing, you can't even compare what's going on. Jacob deGrom, in the the world of spin rate and sticky stuff and all of this, is having a season where he has a sub. 0.5 0.5 essentially ERA. He's sitting at 0.5. So he's sitting at 0.5 ERA with 117 strikeouts in 72 innings pitch and his whip, his the the base runners that he's giving up per inning is is a half of a runner. Opponent batting average is a buck 13 against him. And to make matters even crazier, the pitcher, Jacob deGrom, has driven in more runs than he's given up. Jacob deGrom is, is playing unbelievable. His velocity is the highest it's ever been. He's getting into his, his age 30 seasons, okay? And no one, no one in the league is coming anywhere close. The next closest guy in ERA to him is a full one point away. So between Jeez. between one and two for the league is a, a full point, and between two and three is point three. That's crazy. This this man is dominating the league, and he's clean. He has never once been seen using this sticky stuff. Never once been seen going to his hat, going to his glove, going. He he adjusted his his pants. And people were like, oh, he's cheating. And it's like, no, he's not cheating. And today was the first pitcher that was like, hey, we think we see something in your hat. And he's like, fine, take it. Goes, shows him his glove, nothing in his glove. Shows him his hat, nothing in his hat. Shows him his belt, nothing in his belt. And they're like, okay, guess he's clean. He's doing all of this, putting up rookie level. Like you set your difficulty to rookie in in MLB the show he's putting up those numbers right mhm and this is this is a major league he is, he's he needs another league <laughs> i have i have never seen and it's a shame i need to watch more of his games because the best pitcher i ever saw live was Justin Verlander in 2011 okay i hate to admit it but Justin DeGrom blows Justin Verlander out of the water right now yeah, it's not it's not close. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, and as much as that hurts me to say, it is. It's not close. What Just, is? What were his numbers last season? Degrom. Uh, yeah. How did pull, they compare? Let, did he have like a his, giant jump, or is it he been slowly trending up? I mean, he's been trending up for uh, quite some time. Um, but th- this is this is otherworldly. This is otherworldly, and also the guy is like six foot seven and like hundred and twenty pounds. Like he's a stick. So, <laughs> like, if he if he's taking performance enhancing drugs, he's doing a phenomenal job of hiding it. Um, so last season in the shortened year, he had a uh, he had a two thirty eight ERA. Uh, he was also hurt a little bit too. Um, how many innings did he pitched? Sixty eight innings. So he's already surpassed his inning total last year, and he had one hundred and four strikeouts in sixty eight innings pitched last year. Wow. Um, so that's crazy. In 2018, this was like so. He's 33 this year, so he's getting up there. He's okay. still in his prime, but he's getting close to like getting out of that. To put it into perspective, Miguel Cabrera started to fall off at like age 34. He had his first significant injury with the Tigers, um, and then his numbers dwindled. So in his first few years, an ERA doesn't give you the full story. I understand that. Um, there's other advanced stats that I don't necessarily understand all the time um, that are way more impressive, but just for the sake, we'll go with the classics. Um, his first full season, I guess, was 2014. He had a 269 ERA. Uh, year after that, he was an all-star for the first time, a 254. And he had a 304 and a 353. So, like, really good. Like, that's a good ace-like yeah. numbers. And then in 2018, he, he had a 1.7. ERA. Hmm. Just refused to give up runs. He had a hundred yeah. there two hundred and sixty nine strikeouts and two hundred and seventeen innings pitched. And he was he was only ten and nine. How do you give up point how do you have a point one seven ERA and be ten and nine? Like that's ridiculous. But he won the Cy Young, so good for him. Uh, and the year after that his ERA ugh, it ballooned to a two forty three. <laughs> which is ridiculous. And now now he's just figured out he he's he said in the words of foolish bailey or foolish baseball on on uh youtube um about clayton kershaw's peak dominance um giving up runs is for suckers so um jacob degrom has this is this is the greatest peak we've ever seen in pitching performance i there's no other way around it in in it and he's doing this all clean. No enhancements. We're witnessing potentially the greatest pitcher to ever play Major League Baseball right now. Hurts me to say, because I love Justin Verlander so much. And I do think Justin Verlander is probably, well, I would like to think he's a top 10 pitcher of all time, but that's probably not the case. Jacob deGrom, in a short career right now is potentially could be the greatest pitcher we're ever seen. There's no, there's no comparison for a peak. At least you can't, this is a slam dunk argument for peak performance. No one has been better. Now time will tell what if his arm falls off, gets Tommy John, whatever he's, he's at 72 innings of work and he has a 0.5 ERA. Uh, don't even get me started on strikeouts because um, I'm pretty sure he leads the league. He leads the league in strikeouts, I think. 
or no, he does not. Shane Bieber leads the league in strikeouts, but Shane Bieber has 130 and 90, 90 innings pitched, and DeGrom has, um, where's where his K, K, uh, K per nine right now? Um, I don't even think that leads the league, but still, absurd. Absolutely absurd. I don't get it. I do not get it. He just said giving up runs. Why give up runs? And he's doing it. I'm in awe. I'm, I'm absolutely That's in awe. I, I, so I know we're over quite a bit, but uh, it was worth it. Um, I think so. I think so, too. So go go and watch Jacob DeGrom, please, because you never know when someone's arm is going to fall off and you're just going to – and he's had injury issues this year. He, his last four, three or four starts, he's left early due to injury. His last start, he pitched three perfect innings with eight strikeouts. Only one guy he did not get out via the strikeout, and he had to leave because of shoulder discomfort. Wow. He is, he is, he is, you have to figure out a new word to describe his dominance against the most talented players on the planet. And they're not, they're looking silly. He struck out Acuna, I think, three times today in a seven inning game. That's wild. I have no words. I have no words. Mets fans, cherish him because he could be gone. He could be traded when you're a senior in college. And you'll never see him pitch in, his, in, in a Mets jersey ever again. So that's it. I can't, I, I'll, I'll talk in circles more. But uh, sticky stuff, taking over the league. But Jacob deGrom is doing it without. I love it. All righty. Uh, Chris, thank you for that, Core. It was a good job. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris, would you like to tell the people what your new plan for the podcast is? Yours, personally? Yes. And kind of just explain your situation? For those of you who do not know, I I am getting married as of yesterday, 90 days. Yeah. um, Which is like... So 89 days from now. 89 days from now. Which, holy cow, uh... Yeah, that's wild. Um, so I'm going to be going to every other week myself just because from here on out, there is a lot of wedding planning and different dates that uh, I'll be be having to attend and uh, very exciting stuff in my life. But unfortunately, this is going to have to take a back seat for a little bit. So every other week, at least until probably, and to be honest with you, after I get married, I'm going to be gone for like three weeks. But um, I will be back probably mid-October. Uh, and, uh, time for hopefully, Red Wings. Exactly. Hopefully time for Red Wings. But until that happens, we've tossed around the idea. And I think what we're going to try to do is on the off weeks that I'm not here, maybe try to have a guest. And I think if, Noel, if we're cool with who we talked about, okay, we're calling out Brecken. Where are you at, girl? If you respond to this, you have a spot on the show. And also, it's going to be she's exciting so, because all of our so friends... She's so behind on, on this podcast. <laughs> if she catches oh, well, up to this episode by next week, I'm going to be who? shocked. I, Chris, you drop her hint. Me. Brecken. Brecken. Oh, Brecken. Nice. Brecken's coming on the show. That would so, be a lot of fun. Yeah. if we're There's going to be a, the cool thing, too, which I love, is if you are friends of ours and you listen to the show or you're funny on Twitter and you barely know us... Your name just might be called this summer, and you might be coming up to the big leagues from AAA, Twitter, to All-Star, CNC Podcast. 
might not even be called. Just ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep it fun uh, on the. So next week you'll probably see Brecken in this seat, and uh, then the week after we'll have another CNC replay, and your name just might be called. So pay attention, and uh, let's have a let's have an amazing summer, guys. So and uh, we're gonna it, health and whatever life. Uh, yep. You know, keeping. We're gonna try to be every week. We're not. There's not gonna be missing weeks. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're committing to that. Um, to mm-hmm. whether in front of all list- of you, we're committing, yes. so you can call us out if we fail. However many listeners uh, we have, we don't we don't exactly know, um, but we know that we have at least four because <laughs> we listen, and then Delaney was listening, and then Brett was listening. Um, so I guess five. Um, so uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to keep pushing out content, and then maybe as we move on, uh, you could see some uh, CNC specials as far as uh, purchasing. Maybe some Red Wings jerseys. You never know. We'll talk we about that. See. Maybe giveaway. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. Exciting things to come. Exciting things to come. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. And Brecken, we're excited for you. And we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.